Hey guys, welcome back to Saved and Such. I'm Marie Victoria. And my name is Krista. And so the Saved and Such is going to present to you guys the woman segment. And here we're just going to be talking to you guys a little bit about from the female perspective. We're going to be talking all things faith, all things. What else we got for them? Such. Right. <laughs> um, but just everything from relationships to faith to building our relationship with God and how we got to what we are. Um, we're going to have other people on just to give you you know, saved and such from the women's perspective. So, exactly. I like tune that. In. I like that. All right. So, um, introduce yourself. How old are you? What are you doing in life? And all okay. That. All right. Well, my name is Krista. If you follow me on Instagram, that is Krista.dior. And so, originally, I was brought on here maybe a couple of months ago, and I was able to share a little bit about my testimony. And so... Yeah, I feel like in this part of my life right now, I'm figuring out what my passions are. I'm kind of putting together the pieces of the direction that I want to go in and just taking more accountability for my life because, you know, we grown now. We real grown now. So it's time to really figure out what path you want to take. And just knowing that I'm very passionate about mental health, helping people navigate trauma and coming to a place where they have freedom within their mind. I feel like a lot of people, you know, they're at war within their own mind and they need to the tangible tools in order to access that peace. Really? Yeah. yeah. Have you on mental health, though? I'm real big on that, too. Um, I'm actually in school, though, for psychology to be a clinical psychologist. So a big part of what I do in life and school at work is mm-hmm. mental health, really. I work at a psych ward. I be and beat up, but it's yeah. okay. I be seeing. But... Um, <laughs> My Instagram is I am Marie Victoria. I guess we'll put it at the bottom of the screen. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm a student. Yeah. I work, and you know, I'm Jesus's daughter. Amen. That's the most <laughs> important title there is. Okay, yeah. that um, just makes everything else flow. Yeah, but even back on like the mental health part of this, like I feel like a, the big, the biggest reason. All right, so I grew up in church, so. Yeah. There was never any like, oh, I got to come to God because I was already there. Like my mother made sure we was there from birth till now. Yeah. Um, but there was a real like a moment where my mental health was in question mm-hmm. and it was after like a breakup. So I really had to, I don't want to say rededicate my life to Christ, but like really find out why I want to be saved and what. Yeah you know, build my own relationship with God and not just through my mother and not just going to, going to church um, like out of ritual or, you know, habit, but really just yeah. building my relationship with God and having my own personal closeness with him. Yeah. And so I feel like, you know, the reason that I've gotten to this point was because of, you know, I had gotten to a really low point. Yeah. And it's so beautiful because it's like when you go down real low, the only way is up. But... That's a little bit of kind of like my story. I grew up in the church. My father, he was a minister. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, growing up in <sighs> church is kidding. not the same as actually, you know, being involved in the church. Yeah. And so we went to a small church. And I just felt like they were very hypocritical. You know how that goes. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, this is not the environment for me. And so I went out. I lived my life. I did what I did. But I always had that in me, like you said. Like, mm-hmm. it was always instilled in me. And it's always going to be a man, ain't it? 
Girl, the low point is always going to come down to a man. It's always going to so be a man. When I was in college and I got in this real toxic relationship, like OC oh, toxic, I just remember I was sitting in the car one day and I was getting to that point again because I had already struggled with my mental health. Mm-hmm. And I was getting to that point again. And I said, okay, God, if you real, the way that they told me you're real, I need you to show me. The way that I grew up hearing about you, I'm going to need you to come and save me from me because it's not looking too good. Mm. And it was from that moment, though, where it was like... Like you said, that lowest point where I realized the only way was up from there, but I had to call on the name of Jesus. Man, it's college and men. Like, what's it's, that combination just do not work? <laughs> it's so bad. But it's, like, yeah. like what you were saying, like yeah. I'm, I can be very destructive, and I think that it's because I know that God has called me to higher places and to really do some stuff in this world. So yeah. like. And the devil know that. So he knows, like, my, my, what's it called? My, like, my fall will be me being destructive. Yeah. And so in a relationship, of it, it wasn't, like, real, real toxic, but it was toxic enough. And, you know, that I remember being in my room, like, right after the breakup. I was sad for, like, a couple weeks. And then, like, one day, I wasn't at work. I didn't go anywhere that day. And I just was breaking stuff in my room, breaking mirrors, punching walls. Like, it was very mm-hmm. ghetto. Yeah. And I was, like, mad at God. And I'm like, why would you, like, let my heart go through this? Yeah. Well, who said that Marie was strong enough to deal with this? Like, I was so upset and just, like, questioning God. Like, what's wrong? Like, why? I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Da, 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 da. And I, I, I eventually came to terms with it. And. You ever seen the movies where they like fight and fight and fight and then they just kind of calm down yeah. and they start crying? That's where I was. I was sliding my back down the wall crying and I wow. just played some gospel music and just got myself all the way together. Yeah. And I felt like God, his head was like right here, like just talking to me, like, girl, listen. And he was really just telling me some stuff about myself, about what I was into, about what he had me to, where he was going to take me. And it actually took literally take me. I went to LA probably a week and a half later mm. and I went to see this prophet called um Prophet Lovi. Mm. <sighs> and him. he was like, Do we have any out of towners? Of course I'm from Baltimore. So I went up and I'm like, I'm from Baltimore. And he, a lot of people went from out of town. So he went and asked, Where you from? Where you from? Where you from? And he asked, Where you from? Where you from? And everybody was telling where they was from and this and that. And then they was like, he was like, no, not you, not you, not you. He got to me. And I was the last person. I had been mm. praying the whole time, like, Lord, let him call me because I need to, I need to I know need something. A, yeah. And I was like, I'm from Baltimore. And he was like, come up here. Mm. And I went up. And he was like, I, I, I see something interesting when I look at you. He was like, um, God is calling you from a place of darkness. Whatever situation you were in was sent to destroy you, not just spiritually, but quite literally physically. And I was just like... Yeah. And he was like, there was an assignment. and But because you've come here, God has given you grace. Hallelujah. And I was like. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he was like, um, you won't have any more limitations, no more fear. I used to be scared of a lot of stuff. He was like, you won't have any limitations. Anything that was holding you back and, and keeping you down will be no more starting tomorrow. And he was like, do you receive that? And I was like, I receive it. And when I tell you. I went down. First of all, let's talk about that because I remember you posting saying that you 
during like the prophecy, you was like, "Oh my god, I'm not I didn't know the laying of the hands was real, child." <laughs> I said, "Why they fall?" And I'm not even trying because I don't want to. You know, I never gonna say people are lying, but I'm like, "God, they're a little dramatic." Yeah, like, why are you falling? Why like, are you falling? But then, no, girl, them laying of the hands is real. He didn't even lay hands on me. He blew on me. Oh my god! And it, he was like. And I was like, at first I moved back and I was like, I ain't going down. This is on TV. I'm not going down. And then he he was like, receive it. And blew again. And I was like, like I couldn't catch myself. I was like, like wow. I felt heavy. Like I couldn't even stand wow. on my own TV. It was so weird. That's like magic, honestly. But I lied to you not. The next day I woke up and was like over the breakup. I, wow. I got into therapy like probably two days after that. Like my life was just on the upward trajectory and that's what he said it was gonna happen he was like your life is gonna go up and you're gonna you're gonna he said whatever god is gonna do through you and to you it's gonna cause you to to be able to take pieces of other people's puzzles and bring them to the place that god called them to be and i from then on that's when i found psychology because i was a biology major at first i found psychology and i've been kind of doing this ever since and i'm just like that's kind of wow yeah real wow Robot. No, that I like that testimony. I really do. I like that testimony, how it all kind of led to where you are today. Yeah. So for me personally, because like how you were saying, God, why would you allow my heart to go through all of that? I realized that we play a lot more, we play a bigger role in our suffering than we care to acknowledge and or admit. Because I've seen them red flags. Okay, exactly. <laughs> and we be seeing, but that's, it's okay. That's what God tells us. My people perish due to a lack of knowledge. And mm-hmm. so it's grace. We didn't do better because we didn't know better at the time. But I can definitely say when I got out there, mine was an abusive relationship. Okay. So it was physically abusive, but more verbally abusive than actually physically abusive. Mm-hmm. And so by the time I got out of that relationship, you know how you say, like, you just get calm. I remember going to a place where I, like, I became somebody that I wasn't. Like, literally arguing with him back, cursing him out, fighting over here, looking up girls, trying to find. Girl, it was so much. And I just became a person that I didn't recognize. And I remember one day my mother told me, she was like, I don't even know where my daughter is anymore. And oh, like wow. that, that broke my heart because I'm like, my whole life is firing right now. So mm-hmm. when I got out of that relationship and I called on the name of God because a lot had happened. Like I had became low key an alcoholic. Like I used weed and alcohol mm-hmm. to really numb the pain. But then it stopped working. Like, I'm not getting high enough to take away the pain. Yeah. I'm not getting lit enough to take away the pain. So I'm like, God, in the car, I cried out because I was like, I need something stronger than weed, something stronger than alcohol, something stronger than me because I can't do it. And it was from that moment where it wasn't a situation. It was a mindset shift. Mm -hmm. It no longer was about what he did to me. It was no longer about what I went through. It was Mm -hmm. no longer about none of that. The real question was, who was the woman in the mirror? And who is she that she would even stay with somebody who treated her like that? Mm-hmm. Who am I that I would actually like put myself in certain environments and why I showed up the way that I did? And so I started asking myself better questions. And that's when I started to have like self-awareness of yeah. me being insecure, mm-hmm. me being codependent in relationships, me having a low self-esteem, me always looking for other people to validate me and make me feel like I'm enough. Mm-hmm. And it was just in that place where God showed me like, okay... It's going to be a me and you thing. And I think that was the beautiful thing because it was never a church. Like God never planted me in a church. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know why because I'm always looking around and I'm still like questioning. God had to show me. I always I set you apart where it was just me and you. And it was like to see what I've done on my own to who I've become with just him. Mm-hmm. No, like really outside influences like that is amazing. But he told me it was intentional too. 
Joseph M. Wanted with the Constitutionalist Politics. Tune in for the upcoming episode for May 4. Issue, never the issue, as well as guests Peter Serafin, Rosemary Downer, Don Gallade, Gista the Rapper, Cy Young, Jason Perry, and upcoming Jack Hagar, Andrew Thorpe King, Trent Rock, Ed Temple, Chris Morehouse, and more. Please tune in to Constitutionalist Politics. God bless. But you know what? I feel like when God is calling you to higher ground, he has to separate you. Yes. I don't I have never heard of anyone that I can remember that's ever said I've I've grown, I've me and God did this in church. Yeah. It's always when you're not in church yes. you by yourself. Like this is during a pandemic that I was experiencing a breakup and yours mm. you were alone. You were not in church too. So I didn't have access to go to the altar and cry like I normally would. Yeah. I didn't have the, you know, the same freedom to go get prayer. Yeah. It was me and God in yes. the room tussling. And that's when you grew the most. That's what? like more than you've ever done in a church building because that's yeah. when you start to realize you are the church. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's a strong one. That's a strong one. Yeah. Even with the I found out I had um I went to therapy because I was like, like you said, I ain't recognize myself. Like I was, I was scared of myself. The stuff, some of the stuff I was doing in that relationship, I was like, girl, girl, you're going to jail. You're going, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I'm crazy. I'm everything that these people on Instagram say about crazy. That's me. <laughs> I was a mess. But um, I feel like God just cleaned me up. I yeah. went to therapy and found out I have um, or had, well, still have. It's better. Um, anxious attachment style. Yes. From yes. abandonment issues, rejection yes. issues. You know, my father died when I was young and I never really had anybody to fill that place or to, you know, kind of step in and be that person or that father figure that I needed. Mm-hmm. But my mother always told me that God is a father to the fatherless and a friend to the friendless. Oh, I love that. And so I really had to find, and I'm still finding my father in God and Christ. And mm. it's it's... It's one of those things that you never forget the fact that you don't have a physical father. Yeah. But when you really think about it, it's like everything I've ever needed, everything I've ever wanted is literally with God. Yeah. And so it's down to, like, even in, when I was in a relationship, it was it was so down to, like, the hugs and just not even, like, sexual intimacy, but just feeling like, okay, I'm loved by a man. Yeah. That's what I was missing. Yeah. And so when I started loving myself, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But I still wanted that love from a man. Exactly. But when I really started like talking to God, like, listen, God, you know where I am. Exactly. You know why I'm here. And you know what I what I want, what like what I desire. And I wanna say probably I prayed a very specific prayer. I don't know what I was really saying, but it was very specific. I prayed a specific prayer and I asked God. To fill the void within me, to mm. help me to not feel like I'm walking alone. I'm yeah. not help me to feel like I'm not by myself. And um, I don't know what the scripture is, or I don't know if he said to me if it's a scripture, but he was like, um, "You're never, you could never be alone because I'm always with you." And like. I went and talked to my mother, and it's, I'm trying not to get emotional. 
Yeah, so because I might cry with you. But I went and talked to my mother, and I just told her, like, my listen, this is where I am. And me and her relationship wasn't the best. And so on top of not having my father and not having, you know, the love that I was looking for, I was struggling. Our relationship was struggling. Yeah. And I had to honestly tell her and ask God to even, because I had a very modern mother. Mm. Like, because I said so and no, no, no. You know what I'm saying? So I had to really talk to her about what I was feeling and what I was facing with God. And ask God to open her heart to be able to even receive the some yeah. of the stuff that I have to say about, you know, our circumstances. Yeah. And when I tell you he did exactly what I asked him to do, I said, just let her listen. I don't really need a response. Just let her listen. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to get this off my chest and say this to her without her feeling like I'm, you know, calling on her parents or anything yeah. like that. Like, just let her listen. And he he literally gave me what I was asking for. Yeah. And so... When I think about how he told me, I'm never alone because he's with me. And he put people in my life and gave me like the ammunition to build relationships so that I don't feel alone in the physical as well as feeling alone spiritually and all the other stuff too. Yeah. So it's like. That's the beautiful part. God did a number on me. That's the beautiful part about this journey. I feel like a lot of it in the beginning parts has been just about healing unresolved trauma, like childhood trauma. And also, like, how you were saying, so going back to, like, what you were saying in the beginning, I never get scared now when God takes away things out of my life, like people, situations, when everything falls apart. Because when I first called on God, the first thing that went was not only that relationship, it was a new relationship at that. A new relationship went, and this is right when the pandemic started, all of my friends had went, all of these group of girls that I used to hang out with, everything fell apart. And like you said, I was isolated. So I'm like, okay, bet. It was in that moment where I grew so much, but he added the right people Mm -hmm. that were going to help me continue to elevate. And so when God take away, I I don't trip no more. And I feel like a lot of times people get stuck and they start worrying about, oh, it feels like everything's falling apart. But you have to understand that God is not a man. He's a spirit and he doesn't operate in time. And so God is not just in your yesterday, your tomorrows or none of that. God is in everything. So he's in your tomorrow, he's in your next week, he's in your next month and your next year. And so he will take away and remove the puzzles as he sees according to the future in front of you. And then going, okay, that was the point that I wanted to point out there. (laughs) The second point we talked about your father, I think that was the most beautiful part about this journey. In the beginning, God wanted to work with me on unforgiveness. And that started with my father. Like he told me, okay, you got daddy issues, girl, and you need to go sit down with your father and you need to forgive him and you need to release yourself from the strongholds that it, because it was a point where I couldn't even look my father in the face. And I hated that because when I tell you I love my father and I, I it was just things from my childhood that I just couldn't necessarily get over. Mm-hmm. So it was hard looking him in the face. And I would hate when he would say things because when he would talk to me, I would be aggressive. I would be kind of irritated. Like, And he was like, Krista don't love me. And then I would go cry because I hate the fact that he thinks that about yeah. me, but I don't know how to talk to you or look at you. Yeah. So I sat him down and I expressed everything that I went through. And it was in that moment where God was able to start showing me what it actually looks like. And I'm still learning. Like when God's like, I'm your father and I'm learning what it actually means to be a daughter to God, not from like my natural father, because that was a place of lack and limitations and fears mm-hmm. and so much just like trauma based. And God showed, I had to ask him one day, God, why can I receive your love? And he told me, because you still look at my love as you look at man's love, which is conditional, 
which comes with limitations, which can, which can be painful, but he doesn't love like that. And so I'm learning to trust that even though with my natural father, there was lack, there was a lot of times where we did not have enough. There were a lot of times where the circumstances were not favorable, but the God that I serve today, my actual father in heaven, there is an abundance of everything. And so I'm unlearning so much to relearn what it means to be a daughter of God. Mm. And what it means to be loved by God. And what it means to be loved by God. Because I used to think that it had to be performance-based. If I messed up, then he was going to withdraw his love from me. Because I've seen that so many times in my life. Like you said, that abandonment and that rejection, that joint be real. So the moment where I'm feeling like I'm too imperfect for God, I'm like, oh God, my my purpose over. My destiny over. God's not going to bang with me no more. And he had to show me all of that is fear-based and Mm -hmm. been a lie and a deception of the enemy to keep you from going forward. And that's kind of like... Everything that God's been breaking in my life in this season, those strongholds. Because <sighs> the church will do that to you. I'm not going to lie. Coming back into this walk, yeah. it's like they give you a book and say, go ahead, Real. be holy and do everything that it says to do, not knowing that holiness is an identity. So you giving me a rule book and I'm feeling like when I was in the world, I wasn't good enough for the world. Now I feel like I'm not good enough in this church, space. Yeah. And it's like, no. We were taught all of these things are not that are not real. God is the one who transforms you. He doesn't need you to be perfect. He says, come as you are. So as I'm getting myself together, as I'm going through my process of sanctification, God knows all of my mistakes and still chose me and still loved me. And it's that limp. You got to take that barrier off. We try to do, 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 not realizing there's a person that you have to become in, in order to do the things that God's calling you to do. Trust God with your life and your process and your becoming instead of putting the works like the Focus so much on your works. I got to do this and I got to do this. No. Who do you need to become in order to get that done where it's just a part of you? Mm-hmm. You're not doing it out your own strength. I'm passionate about that. I'm ser- yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like you're yelling at me. Girl, I'm, yeah, I'm over here yelling at you because <laughs> I, I love hate it. it. And I love it. And I, I love hate it. that. I had the same, like, a, I saw two, po- first of all, last night, I was, I was, I was in this mode, right? I was out. Yeah. And I had been telling my friends recently, like, I'd be out at the clubs or the bars and just be like, why am I here? Yeah. Babysitting a drink, not even drinking, just sitting there looking crazy. People be like, <laughs> what's wrong? You okay? Or are you drunk? And I'm like, nope, I just don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. And when I say I feel like God has been calling me to higher ground, I feel like he's he's making me not want to do some of the stuff that I've been, that I've been a part of. Yeah. Like, I don't find it fun anymore. Like, yeah. I go just to go now. Yeah. Like... And it's crazy because this, so last night I had a wild little night and then this morning I saw a post and I'm like, I was beating myself up real bad. I The the guilt that I be feeling sometimes is crazy. Girl, and I had yes. to learn that it's not about guilt, but it's about conviction. Yes. And I, I, saw, I was on Instagram and I was, I kept trying to find the words to pray to God to ask for forgiveness. <laughs> I kept trying to find the words. <laughs> I saw a post that said, religion. Oh my gosh, when my father finds out that I did this, he's going to kill me. Mm. Spiritual. Oh my gosh, I did this and I need to go talk to my father. Because I need that correction and that love in that moment. So I'm driving in the car and I say, Lord, I'm trying to find the words to say I don't have them. You know where I am. Yeah. You know what I need. I need you to talk to me. Even if you got to correct me. Talk to me. Like, I want to hear it. And... Um, God talks to me through music, dreams, and other people. Yeah. I was, I always play Pandora because it's like, it's easier as far as just not having to pick songs. Yeah. I said, God, I need you to talk to me. I skipped the song. The next song that came on was Cycles. 
Yeah, I love that. So I'm listening. I'm just uh. like, you're right. <laughs> you're right. And everything just come, became so clear to me. And it's like, with the after when I read the post, I thought about it. When you were talking about um, how God's love is not conditional. Yeah. I was like judging myself and felt like guilty about whatever was going on. And so I had to allow God to still love me in that moment. Yeah. And still and be able to receive his love. Because yeah. we take ourselves away from God. We yeah, like He still loves you. You're just not in a position. Your heart's not in yeah, a position to yeah, receive in to the receive moment. It. And it's it's you know, I I finished my drive home and I was just talking to him regular. Like it was it was no longer a formal prayer. It was not like a, oh dear Heavenly Father, I forgive me, da da da. It was God that that real talk. Yeah. Touch my heart. Touch yeah. my mind. Do this. Do that. And, you know, ask him, thank him, just just allowing him to do whatever he was going to do in that moment. Yeah. And I've, I've as in this moment, as far as whatever was going on at that time, I feel a lot better. And I feel like, you know, when I have a hard time receiving God's love or allowing him to love me because I'm thinking about conditions, I had to think about his yeah. uh, unwarranted grace and his yeah. unconditional love for me. And even that he sees me. Yeah. And he sees my heart more than anything. Yes. Like he sees what I do, he sees what my flesh does, but he knows my heart and he knows what's in there. He knows what I what I really am striving for. Yes. I always say my heart saved me. My heart continues to save me. God knows the purity of my heart. Yeah. Honest and truly. I like that you said that though, because that just goes back to so I'm not saying that we aren't supposed to live holy. Mm-hmm. But I'm what what I am saying and what I am passionate about is when you just like there is grace, like you said, for everything. Mm-hmm. And when you have a conviction, there is grace for you to now overcome what you've been convicted for. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we want to convict people on what they haven't been convicted over, and we want them to overcome what they don't have the grace to overcome. Conviction comes in form. And so when God first started dealing with me on my like road rage, that was like a whole part of my journey. Cause my road rages would be bad. I mean, I'm talking about we about to get out of the car and fight each other. Oh and don't let me see a water bottle in the car next you to me because I'm beaming it at that car, <laughs> like, real bad. And that was the first thing that God wanted to work on me with. But when I was convicted... Oh. But when I was convicted <laughs> is when that I had the grace to overcome it. And so it's about following your own convictions, though. We don't... It don't need to be the journey or the pace of everybody else. Oh, they might be convicted on X, Y, and Z, and we might be convicted, but we got to live out our own convictions and work out our own salvation and go at the grace and the pace of God, not trying to become this perfect person overnight, but literally, like like you said, allowing the conviction to change your heart because mm-hmm. there's grace there. Yeah, yeah. God, God's grace is really so... I want to say unfair, but it's like it's it's the word I'm looking for is more like favor. Yes. Oh like yeah. God's grace is like so favorable. Like it's just, yeah. He like I'm gonna give you grace. I'm gonna give you grace. Yeah, and that's I love you. That's the real. When you think even like the favor is with your relationship, it's not by your works. Yeah. So like how you were just saying like I don't go to the club. God actually convicted me to say my behind out the club at the start of 2022. And I can count on like one hand how many times I was in the club that year, which is great for me, honestly. Mm-hmm. But I was in there yesterday for the first time in like a long time. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of sitting there and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. I remember when I first came out because I started going on like a fast. I would go to the club sober at that point and I could literally see spirits in people. Mm. 
like literal spirits attached to people. And like they would, I knew they seen me because I remember the last time I was there, one of the men walked up to me and he started mugging me. And we just had this like real big stare down and he looked me up and down and he said, I'm going to go to the car and I'm going to be right back. And he looked at his mans and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, leave right now. So I knew that the spirits were seeing me the same way that I was seeing them. And I was like, okay, let me stay my behind. But yesterday I was in there and like the grace of God, because we think it's it's like really like, it's not about your works. It's about the relationship that you have with him. I get a message to my phone and it's something that I needed to be checked on. And I'm sitting there praying. It's just the grace of God. People would think, oh, because I was inside and I may have had like a shot or two. No, but God still spoke to me. God yeah. still gave me yeah. the favor that I yeah. needed in order. Yeah. Some of my drunk things. Okay, so listen, <laughs> this is the and such part. Some of my drunkest moments is when I literally brought people to church and like in those spaces. And I'm not saying that it's and good no, or bad. No, because that's like, real though. And that's the thing that you don't <laughs> want to say out loud. Those are the things you say in like your group chats and with your friends. But no, that's real. I was like real, 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 real drunk during homecoming like a year ago. And I'm walking. They're like, oh, you going out? You, you going to the next spot? And I'm like, no, I got church in the morning. And I'm like, they like, oh, Marie always going to get up for church. I'm 100%. 100%. Drunk and all. <laughs> I'm going to get up and I'm going to go. And the girl, the two girls that was walking behind me was like, oh, my God, I haven't been to church in so long. Can I go? And I'm, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I, we talking about God and how drunk mess, though. Talking about God and just... And the next morning, we all woke up and went to church, and them two got baptized. And Amen. I was just like, it's funny how God works. And he still used you. He still and used And still me. used you. Man. Girl, I'm not going to lie. Like, don't get me lit. And Because <laughs> we're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to talk about self-development. We're going to talk about your character development. We're going to talk about the whole nine yards. But I did realize there was some error in that, and yeah. I had to check myself. Yeah. But back then, the grace of God going to use you on any level. He's going to use whoever he want to use. Whoever Whenever he want to use. And he, it's about going from glory to glory. It don't mean just because you're on a different spiritual level than somebody else that you can't be used. God will use the foolish things to confound the wise. Hey. You want to know something crazy? And I guess we can finish with this because yeah, we time is wrapping up. <laughs> but you were talking about seeing spirits and... You know, I used to be real afraid of, like, spirits and demons. Mm. But after I went to the prophet and he was saying, fear is no more, I, I haven't been afraid of him. Mm. And I I was dealing with someone, and uh, he kind of came back into my life, right? Mm. And I had gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, this is not healthy anymore. I'm ready to go. Da, 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 da. Yeah. We're repeating this cycle, and yes. I'm done. Okay. He wouldn't let me leave. Mm. He sat in my door. Well, let me close the door. He finally closed the door. He rolled the window down and sat in the window. And I'm like, why won't you let me leave? He got like this. He did like this. Standing <laughs> up. Over top of me like this. Mm. Had a mean mug on his face. It said, um, what did he say? What's the word? He said, I'm your enemy in progress. I said, huh? He, he, said? he literally said that to you? He said, I'm your enemy in progress. That's crazy. I said, what that mean? <laughs> he said, I'm here to hinder your growth. I said, move. He backed up and I drove off. Uh-huh. You're going to have the moments where they're going to always show themselves. Bold. Talk Real about bold. bold. Real bold. <sighs> okay. So as we <laughs> wrap this one up, I didn't expect us to get this. I know. I didn't know. But it was good. I like that. Which direction we was heading yeah. in, honestly. But... Yeah, I guess we kind of shared a little bit about our story. You know, these relationships when it comes to, 
I think we should do a whole thing about that where we really break down like some relationship because yeah. that's real for a woman. Yeah. The need to be, well, we say it's a need. Well, no, it is the a desire. need. The desire, though, to be loved, ending up in these relationships, how we got to go through all of these little trial and errors until we mm-hmm. finally, we got to stop going over the same mountaintops. You know how you said cycles? I just finally broke my cycle. Three years. Praise God. Praise God. All right, I'm y'all. I'm still breaking it. But all right, we're going we gonna to let y'all go. Um, and yeah, we'll be back. Welcome to the first episode of the Women's Segment presented to you by the Saved and Such podcast. And we will see you guys next time. Bye.